Welcome to Healthcare Beat, a healthcare podcast brought to you by Cyforth Charles Cross Disciplinary Healthcare Team. Each beat will focus on key industry trends and the latest developments while identifying practical takeaways for those in this space. I'm Adam Lawton, partner in Cyforth's corporate department and host of Healthcare Beat. Let's jump in. If you're a healthcare provider or work anywhere in the healthcare space, you're probably aware of the growing presence of telehealth technologies and methods of delivering healthcare services. This trend was only accelerated by COVID-19 and the need to deliver services remotely. Let's talk about five things you should consider when establishing a telemedicine program or service. The first one is selecting a vendor. So there's a, a key decision point here on what plat- program or platform will you use? What are the features that it offers? And of particular importance is what are the privacy and security features that it offers? How are you gonna keep uh, patients or customers information safe? Uh, Because of COVID and some executive orders and other things that went out from state and federal agencies, there's a little more leeway on the types of programs and platforms you can use. Some of that may stick around um, after COVID, but just be aware that there may be some opportunities that don't persist after the COVID pandemic and associated public health emergency are resolved. As you select a vendor, you also want to ask, what's their experience? Do they have any references? Who else have they worked with? Do you have colleagues or friends in the industry that may have an opinion about their services? And what are the scope of services that they are offering? Do they offer support? Do they offer training for staff? And we'll speak a little bit more about that uh, later on. One question is the fee structure. Uh, When you enter into one of these relationships, is it a flat monthly fee like many other vendors or software licenses? Are they some sort of milestone payments or is it a percentage arrangement? Probably best to stay away from that third one. Uh, are Are you going to buy equipment and software from them? If so, what's the markup that they're charging for that, if any? The second issue is state law. Uh, Most telemedicine regulations are creatures of state law, so you want to look at the state law in your jurisdiction where you practice and deliver services. Um, There's a couple of questions here that state law will help you answer. Who can use telehealth? So what types of professionals and where must they be located? What types of services can you provide? Some states exclude uh, prescription drugs, so you can't prescribe via telehealth, other states do not. Other states don't permit you to do other types of services via telemedicine, so pay attention to that. What about where your patients sit? Can you offer telemedicine to a patient in their home or do they need to be in some other facility? Does it matter if they're in a rural or an urban area? And then what do payers cover? There's a little bit of federal law on this point, but most of the time it's state law that says whether Third-party payers, insurance companies, Medicaid programs, and the like have to pay for telemedicine services the same way that they pay for everything else. As I mentioned before, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic led to many executive orders and other agency actions out of both federal and state agencies that significantly expanded the possibilities for telemedicine. A lot of these will likely stay around in a post-COVID world, but maybe not all of them. The real things in federal law to keep an eye on are HIPAA, which are your privacy and security issues, and what will Medicare pay for. Those are the the real actions that the federal government is able to influence the use of telemedicine. The third item are space and real estate issues. 
So do you have or do you need a dedicated telemedicine space? So whether that's a suite or a mobile station for telemedicine services, or are you just going to have somebody wandering around the hallways with an iPad? Uh, what sort of connectivity does your space offer? Do you have the type of internet speed that you need to be able to deliver these services consistently? And if you're coming up close to a lease renewal, uh, do you want to think about downsizing? If, if your practice or your facility is moving heavily into the telemedicine space, maybe you don't need as much physical space as you used to have. And so you're thinking about uh, downsizing your footprint uh, to make more effective use of telemedicine technologies because you not, aren't going to have the sort of patient volumes coming in the office. The fourth item is training. Uh, your workforce needs to be able to promptly schedule and carry out these telemedicine interactions. It's not just about using the platform, but also how are telemedicine services different than in-person services? Maybe if it's a patient evaluation, you're asking different types of questions, or you need to ask more questions because you're not able to put hands on a patient. So there's some upskilling of your personnel that's involved. How are you going to accomplish this? Uh, is your platform or vendor going to offer this as a service? Are there other consultants you need to engage? What about updates to the platform, new staff coming in, remedial training for staff that are struggling to figure out how to be effective uh, using these technologies? And definitely make telemedicine a part of any regular HIPAA trainings. Uh, you need to have examples of telemedicine and the ways that telemedicine presents unique risks for privacy and security. Uh, in any HIPAA training that you are offering. The final one, and even though I'm mentioning this class, this may actually be the first step that you need to take, is how are you imagining or strategizing around the way that telemedicine fits into your practice? Is this simply a necessity for the pandemic, or do you see it becoming a growing profit center in your practice? How would you evaluate that success? What metrics are you using? Is it just, does it make money? Or are there other things? Are patients satisfied? Am I happier? Am I getting you know, fewer patients that are dropping their appointments because I'm able to do it via telemedicine? There are many metrics you've used, but you have to define early on, how am I going to figure out whether this is working or not? Strategize around what service lines. There are some specialties where it's more difficult for telemedicine to be effective than others. So figure out what you can do and be effective in this space. And do you anticipate this just being a cost, or do you want it to be a major revenue generator? That goes back to all of our questions. You know, what payers are going to pay for it? Who can offer it? Who can I offer it to? What can I do with it? Uh, and figuring out the place that telemedicine fits within your broader strategy as a provider or someone else in the healthcare space. Thank you for joining us today for another edition of SciFarth's Healthcare Beat Podcast, bringing you the latest developments and pressing issues in healthcare. So you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to visit SciFarth.com where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We look forward to having you with us again soon.